guess let's uh, just get the fuck right into it. Welcome to the Common Geeking Program, a book club podcast where each episode, three of us read up on a topic, then discuss it from geeky, nerdy perspectives. This week, I'm your host, Patrick Brem, and we will be discussing Majora's Mask and how it deals with loss, grief, tragedy, impending doom, all that good, fun stuff. I am joined... And the power of love. The power of love is always prevalent in any game. You just gotta keep looking. Uh, I am joined by two people, each of whom has selected a domain that they think connects to our topic and theme this week. They are... Same order as before. Hello, I'm Edward Ryan. This is the first time we're recording this, and my domain for this episode is Dark Souls. Hi, I'm Timel Chodery, or Chatter, whichever you prefer, and I will be repping uh, Hollow Knight. Those are really good burps. And that's a that's a knight that is empty, not a knight that is Tupac. Uh, <laughs> I was like, where are you getting at with that? Um, okay, so we're going to start by summarizing Majora's Mask. And then go into the domain section where we're going to talk about the other two things that my lovely podcast friends have brought today. And then we're going to kind of discuss how all of them tie together. And then at the end of this podcast, there's a rating section to determine who best contributed and whether today's topic is enjoyable. I should mention, since I forgot to do it the first time we tried to record this, what am I talking about? This is the first time we tried to record this. The practice round, you mean. Yeah, in the practice (laughs) round, that this uh, domain actually comes from our good buddy riley barnes oh Uh, shit what's good riley how's it going it's been a long time bud i miss you riley hope you're doing well okay uh so let's just jump the fuck right into it Editor's note, for some reason, this episode contains many sudden and massive spoilers for Avengers Endgame. Proceed at your own risk. Full disclosure, I have never played this game. I don't know why they, uh, I guess I've played the first half an hour or so. I don't know why I ended up posting this, but we're just going to run with it and you guys are going to help me out. So, the premise behind Majora's Mask is Link ends up traveling to like a parallel dimension almost of Hyrule that is not really Hyrule. And in this new it's dimension, it's called Terminal. In this new dimension, because it has cancer. That's pretty fucking dark, there, bud. Um, they, the world is going to end in three days because the moon is going to crash into Termina and destroy everything, super cataclysmically. And it's, also, and it's also got a big scary face. It does have a big scary face. I don't know Here. what the fuck they were thinking when they put that shit in there. That was not a kids' game. <laughs> um, so along the way, though. Like, I guess we should get into why it's called Majora's Mask. So, there is a traveling mask salesman. The Happy Masks. Who is pretty much the Tom Bombadil of The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> he's in town, but he's somehow got his favorite, most amazing, special, super powerful, dark magic mask stolen by a kid named Skull Kid. And that mask was Majora's Mask. So... The whole premise of the game, I suppose, is that you're supposed to help the mask salesman get his mask back. Because if you don't, bad things are going to happen. The world's going to end. Along the way, as you complete certain tasks or so, he will help you out by giving you masks, giving you your Ocarina of Time back, teaching you songs and stuff. Um, Because 
you need that Ocarina of Time in order to do this because the game is or the world is going to end in three days. And the game takes you and, a lot longer and, than three days to do. Yeah, and the game is on a timer, so right. like the Ocarina of Time it's used to travel reset the timer so that you don't get killed by the moon. Yeah. Yeah. So you go and, uh Oh go ahead. I mean, you can totally go ahead. I was just about to go into the whole Gorons and Dekus and... Oh, I was just going to say, um, and the whole reason Link ends up in Termina is because he's looking for Na'vi. Oh, that's a very, very good point. Yeah. He went missing after the events of Ocarina of Time. Right. Yeah. So he's hunting for his missing friend, or I guess you could say his friend is lost. <gasps> so... As you go through the game, you go to like four distinct areas of Termina. You go see the Termina versions of the Gorons, the Dekus, the Zoras, and I can't remember the last one that you said. Pretty sure it's the ghosts? Oh yeah, the ghosts. So, all of them are sort of dealing with this impending doom of in three days the world is going to end, we're all going to die. So while you're also helping out the mask salesman get his mask back, you're helping the people of Termina deal with their grief and the impending doom of their imminent deaths. Yeah. Um, you also have to kind of help the ghosts realize that they're already dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so that's a fun like, one. Yeah, like many of the side quests involve like uh, you are helping people deal with death the death of loved ones or helping them like uh get do whatever their last desire is before what they uh, like their bucket the list yeah yeah because the moon's gonna crash into the earth and kill everyone yeah Which... for example for example the uh go uh the gorons uh one thing you do is uh help this baby goron uh find closure for his dead dad uh with the zoras they Zora, mother who uh, lost all, who lost all her children, and uh, to the aliens, yeah. <laughs> the aliens uh, abducted her children. Yeah, the aliens are weird. Anyways, uh, yeah, Majora's Mask is known for being one of the darkest Legend of Zelda games. It uh, it is the s- direct sequel to Ocarina of Time, which is a game that is literally and figuratively about Link learning to grow up and uh and uh majora's mask does a great job not just through characters and dialogue but also just through like atmosphere of creating dread and dread how like a giant moon face constantly crashing towards the earth yes and closer and closer and bigger (laughs) and bigger and its smile is just staring you in the face yeah it's pretty fucking gnarly yeah that yeah like it's dark tense atmosphere it, and not to mention there's a timer that is just yeah. blinking at you. And there's yeah. also, um, uh, one of the other things that contributes to this is, because um, the world ends in three days in Majora's Mask, but you have the Ocarina of Time, so you can go back to day one. Um, you know, basically you get a redo, and and you take your items and stuff with you. Like, this is part of the the gameplay is to do stuff, go back to day one, do stuff, go back to day one. And but the thing is, every time you go back, it resets everything that you did. Like Link keeps all the stuff that he got from doing things, but the nobody else remembers the people whose problems he solved 
those problems become unsolved yeah when he goes back so it, it's there's kind of this futility to a lot of it yeah where um you're doing all these things to help people but depending on how you play the game, you're really helping those people to I help guess, yourself. Yeah, I would like to you know, know because you need to get certain items and stuff. Is it possible to beat the game in one three day cycle? No, uh, I don't think so. Maybe. Well, well, actually, that's like a like a self imposed challenge that players like to put on themselves once like they get all the necessary items and like uh, are able to make it to the last area. Player. Uh, the self-imposed challenges try to help as many people as you can before you like you know uh act, act in the game for good yeah but to answer your question pat you can't like you have to reset time yeah there's not a number enough. of times to beat the game because there's not enough time on the clock okay gotcha i mean i guess theoretically once link was done he could just go back and solve everybody else's and help problems those people. Yeah, before yeah. he leaves Termina. I'd like to believe that's that's what's going on there. Um, but you know, I guess once okay, let's let's like go to the end of what Majora's Mask game final boss thing Mabob is, and then Majora. we can start. Yeah, it's Majora. So <laughs> once Link does all these tasks yes. and gets all the items he needs, um, he ends up climbing the watchtower in the center of town, which is like the spot that the moon is going to hit first, obviously, because it's the fucking highest point in town. I don't know why he decided to go up there, but that's where Skull Kid is. So Skull Kid's just waiting up there. You fight Skull Kid, you you get the mask. I think the mask ends up breaking, actually, or something. And that's what releases Majora herself, himself, itself, I don't know. Um, and then you got to fight... Majora self? Yeah, Majora self. <laughs> Majora self. You, you fight Majora self. <laughs> and then somehow i think you trap them back in the mask and give the mask back to the salesman right there's that yeah. which is like yeah. why yeah why like he's clearly not responsible enough exactly some little kid's just gonna come up to him and be like hey that's a really nice mask i'm just gonna steal it from tom bombadil awesome let's go and then fucking do the whole cycle over again but hey here's the question right like was this all a setup by the happy mask salesman. Which gets into even more Tom Bombadil shit. Maybe Tom Bombadil's the one. Or what I was gonna up. say, Doctor Strange Dr. in Infinity War and Endgame. Dude, that was fucking nuts. Yo, at the end when he's holding up one finger. Oh. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, also, no <laughs> Just like a really quick side note, I don't understand why uh Tilda Swinton decided that she had to take the stone out of the eye of Agamemnon or whatever the fuck. To give it to him, yeah. Why couldn't she give just him the give necklace? Give him the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, actually what I will say is maybe you can't open it without that spell oh, that Bruce the... doesn't know. Oh yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That's actually right. that was actually a thing in Infinity War. Like you can't open the thing without like a certain spell or whatever. A simple charm, but I promise you, quite unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No. Well, I don't know. Is there anything else that we really need to touch on? Besides Endgame? Uh, I don't think yeah. so. Like, uh, if, if you need, like, Majora's Mask in one sentence, think Groundhog's Day, except Bill Murray has to prevent the apocalypse, and also everyone has depression. But also, mix in a little bit of Bucket List, that movie with Morgan Freeman and uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Where they're all doing like whatever they want to do before they die. It's great. It's fan fucking tastic. Everybody should go play it if you own an N sixty four. 
and or, can somehow... Or a Nintendo 3DS, because... Oh, there, it's on there? there? Was a re- yeah, dude, everyone yeah, there was should a go a play Bucket List, for the... the game starring Morgan Yo, Freeman. <laughs> dude, they should release it on Switch, because I really want to play it now. Yeah. And Ocarina of Time. I haven't played Ocarina of Time in forever. Dude, the Majora's Mask remaster in 3DS was great. Yeah, it was. All they gotta do is port it over to Switch now. Yeah, no. Everything everything should be ported over to the Switch. The only thing that wasn't great about it was was the camera control was Garbo. Yeah, yeah, but it was the N sixty four. No, no. I mean, on the three DS, it was Garbo. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The shit part of it though is, unless you can go out and find a working N sixty four and a working copy of the game, you can't play it anymore, in its original setting. Yeah. Like, that's- like, 3DS is fun and all, but I fucking hate using a goddamn 3DS as a You controller. can emulate it. We don't condone that, good sir. We are legal, God-fearing individuals that don't don't break the rules. If only there was, like, a console, you could play, like, virtually games that of long past. You know, a virtual console of some. A virtual console yeah. of sorts. <laughs> well, no, Pat, what I'm saying is, is you buy legally from nintendo a copy of majora's mask for nintendo 64 yeah and, and then you download the rom and then you have the fucking... and then you plug it into your computer with whatever fucking witchcraft device is necessary to do that <laughs> and then download the rom and then emulate it totally above board i'm not suggesting anything illegal okay whatever <laughs> Wait, anyway, i just got a text next. from the fbi Shut the fuck up, kid. Are they coming for you? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, um... yeah, that's that pretty much sums up Majora's Mask. I guess we should get into the domains real quick. And we're going to double check. Guys, can I be honest? What? That was, a, that was like a better summary. I think like, it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. I the, think the training wheels off. I think practice runs, you know, are not the worst thing in the world. If you yeah. fucking tell me that your shit stopped recording again, I'm going to slap you in the goddamn <laughs> no, it's, face. It's recording. It's recording. Okay. okay. I was about to say. <laughs> I was like, where are you and getting you know, with the, this? The third one will be even better. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right. by the end, this will be the best episode of the podcast. Uh, how many times have we tried is. recording this episode? 14,651,000. How many times did we record it in full? One. One. <laughs> Is this the one? If I tell you what happens, it won't happen. Oh, man. All right, so let's get into the domains. Eddie, start talking to me about Dark Souls, and I'm going to give you your own stopwatch so you have an idea of how long you have. All right, three, two, one. One, go. I just want to start off by saying thank you, Pat, for this opportunity. I've never had my own stopwatch before. Uh, secondly, hello, I'm Edward Ryan. I'm repping Dark Souls for my domain this week. So Dark Souls is a video game slash series of video games um, about some some souls that are dark. No, uh, <laughs> that's not. Well, I guess that is what they're about. Anyway. You've probably heard of Dark Souls, but in case you don't really know what's up, I'll give you a quick overview. Uh, there's this Curse of the Undead. Pretty much everyone has it. Uh, and so uh, there's these bonfires that everyone's like souls are linked to. So when you die, you come back to life at a bonfire. Um, the last one you rested at. You're one of the undead. And uh, in Dark Souls 1 anyway, 
you're one of the undead and uh you are going on this journey trying to fulfill this prophecy about so i guess i'm just talking about dark souls one uh you're going on this journey trying to fill this prophecy of the undead um it's it's uh basically if an if the chosen undead is able to complete certain tasks it'll lift the curse um, but what happens is every time someone dies and comes back as an undead, um, they like lose a part of themselves and eventually um, they'll do what's called hollowing, where they basically become like a mindless you know, version of their former self. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily have to die a bunch of times and come back to hollow, but that speeds it up. Um, really, though, in the game's... Um, what the evidence points to what causes hollowing is loss of like purpose loss of like uh, will to live yeah so, so generally characters that have something to do something that they're striving for they tend not to hollow um, but characters that don't have something like that don't have a path to be on they tend to go hollow so that's kind of a brief overview uh, the reason I want to talk about it in this episode is I think it shares some themes with Majora's Mask. A big one would be the idea of like repetition as a storytelling format in video games. Um, in Majora's Mask, you have the three days and you keep having to reset them um, <clears throat> because you don't have enough time. Mm. And so you're doing the similar things you know, over and over again. You're, you're doing these same days over and over again to complete the game. In Dark Souls, like... I mean, you could not die, obviously, but you die a lot. Um, so you're doing the same things over and over again and getting better at them each time. You know, it, in, in kind of like a Groundhog Way type of thing, mm-hmm. where, where each day Bill Murray learns more and more about the day, and so by the end, he can do the day perfect. You know, that's what's happening when you play Dark Souls, is you're going, you're going, and then you get around a corner, and, oh, this guy fucking stabbed you. And, but next time, you know he's around that corner. So when you run around that corner, you throw your shield up right away. You know, stuff like that. Um, so you're, every, every mistake that you make or every bad thing that happens to you is like a learning opportunity to keep getting better and pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Majora's Mask, right, every time, when Link resets, he like holds on to his items and stuff, right? Whereas in something like Dark Souls, obviously you hold on to your items, but you as the player, you hold on to the experience. Um, and I think Link as a character in Majora's Mask is keeping his experiences throughout the game. So I think that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, when he is... We talked about before how it resets the timeline when he resets time, and these problems become unsolved, but Link remembers solving them. Right. And a big part of the game is him learning to deal with the loss of Navi. Mm-hmm. So he's going through all these experiences, helping other people deal with grief and loss and mortality. And through that, he's learning to deal with those things as well. Just like in a game like Dark Souls, you're doing all this repetition and you're learning to deal with the, the game world, the environment. So I think there's interesting parallels with how repetition helps to tell the story. Um, another big thing is to go back to what we were talking about before with the hollowing is, you know, there are these big themes of like loss and mortality and like a sense of self and purpose and stuff like that, that 
uh, I think you can find between the two games. Um, and there's masks. You can wear masks <laughs> in both games. Uh, <laughs> um, I think, uh, let me check my stopwatch. Yeah, so I'm just about out of time. So yeah, I don't know if you wanted to summarize me. it or wrap anything up or if you were so good. So quick summary is that in Endgame... no so my my quick summary would be uh, they share a lot of themes Um, they also share some gameplay elements and uh, they're both good we'll talk about it more in the discussion well you you. know in Endgame people have to deal with the loss of half of the population they gotta deal with the loss of the New York Mets I mean how people cry on dates and you know what was even crazier what when Black Widow died Oh my god, I was not seeing that coming whatsoever. Also, that scene yeah. where they're fighting that scene where they're fighting to kill themselves. They're fighting over who gets to kill themselves. Like they were fighting over who who would die. That's gonna be a meme, right? Yeah. yeah it's definitely gonna be a meme. It's <laughs> yeah. so fucking awkward, bud. Anyway, uh thank you, young Edward. That was I really thought Hawkeye was gonna win and kill himself. I thought himself. so too. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, it seemed like he had the upper hand with the explosive arrows and whatnot. For sure. <laughs> but she but pulled it Black out. Black Widow is just so fucking clever. And she fucking pulled it out, out. yeah. God. Anyway, uh, Chowder, why don't you give me a little something about Hollow Knight? All right. Ho- Hollow Knight is a game developed by Team Cherry. Uh, it is on Switch. Xbox, PS4, PC, so just about every system you could think of. Uh, it is the game uh, has you uh, wandering around the remnants of a uh, long dead civilization uh, as like a former knight of that, uh, as a former knight of that civilization, and uh, and uh, you as you like wander the. Well, wander the world. Uh, it's it becomes clear that like the downfall of the civilization was like the result of like uh, ho- people caring more about the trappings of a grand society than rather than taking care of the people. Uh, you know, as there are things like uh, guards who uh, are a disease that spread through the. Uh, city that uh, 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 caused everyone to go feral. Uh, uh, guards who mindlessly wander around guarding things that don't exist anymore. Uh, that that type of stuff. It's uh, it creates a sort of and uh, eventually, like you'll like you know find like actual uh, purpose, like fi- uh, finding the dreamers and like. Uh, uh, slaying them, which are these things, but that's going getting spoiler territory. And I really think that Hollow Knight is the kind of game that you should play without spoilers. Uh, but but yeah, and Hollow Knight has this very dark, decrepit, hostile kind of atmosphere to it. Uh, as you uh, wander, as you wander the place uh, you uh you get you see more and more of a long dead of the long dead and uh uh and like uh much like uh 
Majora's Mask, you also end up questioning, what am I even doing here? Like, this place, there's no helping it, so what am I even bothering? And, uh, and yeah, the uh, it Hollow Knight, I chose to rep because it also deals with sort of a loss, in this case, like, the aftermath of a disaster rather than the moments before it. Uh, and just lo- losing your sense of self, like the guards in the I music, meant- the moment you want it, you better, better never, never let, let it go. It go. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, uh, you have the guards who like mindlessly patrol, uh, despite there being no, nothing to guard anymore. Uh, you have, and like, there's this, uh, area called the crystal mines where you have like these miners who have you know been affected by the disease and like they are just mindlessly like mining crystals even though and kids no miners like <laughs> with like pickaxes i'm sorry i keep making jokes am i I'm any so sorry. <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah okay, and you and I'll like uh, and the few people you meet that aren't like infected by the disease they have this sort of gallows humor sense to them uh just kind of scavenging what what remains of the civilization Doug is Hollow Knight Dark Souls It definitely seems like it was influenced by Dark Souls but it is Well when did it come out It 2017 oh, Okay yes yeah, so definitely after Uh like shit dude you're like oh yeah you know they're def- they're, there's this decrepit society and people lost their minds, and the people that didn't lose their mind are making all these fucked up jokes. And I was like, what the... <laughs> okay, okay, well, here's one thing that separates Hollow Knight from uh, Dark Souls. Everyone in Hollow Knight is a bug. It's just a thing. Everyone's everyone's like a insect, you know? That's just how the world is. <laughs> Does anyone else hear Who's, that? Uh, yep, yeah. that is the... That is just... Okay, okay. So That's, let me just... You want to say that... One more time, so we don't. I, that. I, one second. I, one I second. That's your home telephone ringtone. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Uh, anyways, uh, let me just repeat what I said. Uh, Hollow Knight. In Hollow Knight, everyone is bugs. Like the aesthetic is all about bugs. The characters are all bugs. Uh, that's just the way the world is. So you know, there you go. That's also an important detail to note. Is Hollow Knight a bug? Yes. What kind of bug? Spoilers! Is that a spoiler? What kind of bug he is? Uh, it's a spoiler that he's a bug in the first place. Like, what if that was like a twist fucking ending? Like it turned out everyone was bugs the whole time? <laughs> but it's so obvious right from the start. You want to know what else separates Dark Souls from Hollow Knight there, bud? What? Hollow Knight has a 10 out of 10 rating. Dark Souls is like a fucking eighty nine out of ten. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh... no. Dark Dark Souls is a really good Metroidvania game with like good like environmental storytelling. So, dude, I yeah. love beautiful. Metroidvania. Yeah, Metroidvanias are just a blast. Some of my favorite games. I you know, those. I can see why you would say that, and I've never considered it before as one of those. Um. I don't know if I'd call it a Metroidvania. What? It is Maybe a Metroidvania, according to Hollow Wikipedia. Knight? Hollow Knight no, is definitely... No, Dark Souls. Oh, well, I'm talking about Hollow Knight. Because yeah. Tom Will said Dark Souls. 
I did not say Dark Souls. I heard Dark Souls. No. We're, we have but, the audio. But, we'll play but, it back. But. Editor's note. Chowder definitely said Dark Souls. You all heard it. I think you could classify Dark Souls as a Metroidvania. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I think it shares a lot of elements. Yeah. I don't think I would call it that. No, but it's like. But you, it, it shares it, a ton of elements. It's using like the same kind of like level structure that Metroidvania's build off of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's what the one thing I appreciated about Dark Souls when I the limited amount of time I played it is that you can go anywhere, but you don't know if you're the correct level for that area. Or like mm-hmm. you have the yeah, right like stuff. you can go anywhere. You'll get your so, ass beat, but yeah. you can go well, anywhere. Well, that's another nice thing about the game is it, it's like people will do like level one runs of the game, and like there's a like there's a lot of in the game where skill can make up for like your character being underpowered, which is or really like cool. Lack of equipment, yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, like, I've seen well, people do naked runs and shit, like... When I, like, refaced one of the early bosses in the game, uh, the impression I got was, holy shit, I, as a player, have gotten better. Like, this guy used to be so hard, and now he's just a pushover mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and, it, and it's, like, satisfying, because it's like, I've gotten better at the game, my character didn't just have bigger numbers this time. All right, you know? before we get too into this conversation, let's officially roll over to the uh, discussion section, which means I believe recording that we stopped recording. Yeah. All right, good, because I stopped recording about 10 minutes ago. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh... Let's uh, get into the discussion section. And young Edward, I, when you were discussing your domain, yeah, yes, and, yes, like explaining it, the one thing that stood out to me was when you were talking about solving problems mm. and how Dark Souls, you take an iterative, like approach to solving them. Like you don't know what's going on, you have very limited knowledge of the area, but as you go through it enough times, you start to learn. And the reset mechanic being very similar in both games stands out to me in one way. In that in the Majora's Mask game, when you solve someone's problem and then reset time, it no longer is solved. But Link knows that he solved it. But in Dark Souls, you're solving your own goddamn problem. And then if you die and you have to reset back to a bonfire, or if you even just choose to rest at a bonfire... All the enemies spawn again, mm-hmm. and your own problems are no longer solved. So, like, yeah, do you, I guess what I'm trying to get at is... Is you wanted to make that pretty good point, but you're not sure how to turn it into a question. You're right. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I really don't know where the fuck to go with it. It's now. a good point, though. So I was, was going to springboard off of it. Okay, go for it. Um, no, I agree. Um... I think, so kind of like you were talking about before, um, where uh, Time Wool was saying people will do runs of Majora's Mask where they, on the final three-day cycle, try and help as many people as they can and make the world of Termina as good of a place, leave the world of Termina as good of a place as possible. Um, And you could theoretically do that on your first time playing through the game if you were paying close enough attention. Give me a second. 
to all the to where everything is and and times it takes to travel between places. Now you're not gonna, but you could, right? Like it's possible. Um, but there are like key items that you would need to get that. Uh, no, no. When I say your first playthrough, I don't mean your first three day cycle. Oh, I mean oh, the now first I I time that okay. you, Taimul, or me, okay. Eddie, play Majora's Mask. Gotcha. That's what I mean. Gotcha. Right. Um. And because you can learn from all those experiences and you can learn the layout of Termina and who needs help and how to get between places and stuff like that. Um, just like when you're playing through Dark Souls, you learn, you know, how the areas connect, where there's, you know, different enemies hiding, where there are secret paths and stuff like that. So it's, you know, the both the games have this aspect of of the player learning as they go along. Um, and, and, I, and, and I feel like a lot of games don't necessarily include stuff like this. Like you're not learning about like the game world and how it's set up. You're instead just learning like about your, your combos and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Your mechanics. Um, and I think it's really interesting and it really helps to invest in the world of a game, you know? Um, so I do the, the thing that stands out to me now that I like remembered it halfway through what you were talking about is that in Majora's Mask, when you're going through, the thing that is really driving your like urgency and your need to like get through the game is the countdown, is the fact that in three days, the world is going to end. In Dark Souls, the thing that drives, I guess, your urgency and your willingness to find out how to get through the level is just the fact that it's so goddamn hard that it almost becomes like a personal pride when you finally make it through the section mm -hmm. like you're given but, very little to work off of and thus find your own purpose as it were right. yeah yeah so there's no forgive me if i'm misremembering but there's no real reason for you to get through the game as quickly as possible in dark souls as so it quickly you... as possible, no. I mean, like, right. in, like, I guess the story of it, like... There's no time crunch. There's no saying. there's no timer or anything like that, yeah. Right. So the, the frustration in Majora's Mask to me is the fact that you have a limited window to get everything done. Mm -hmm. In Dark Souls, the frustration is the fact that bosses are so hard and just, like, getting through is so hard that it literally requires you to take multiple runs through it in order to just learn like how to get through it without needing to reset. Mm -hmm. So to me, to me, the purpose of both games is almost to like maximize how much time you're spending playing the game and not maximizing the numbers of resets. Because obviously in Majora's Mask, you can reset as many times as you want, but you're not going to get through the game in a very fun way that way. Yeah, like there's, a, gonna... there's a minimum number of resets required, and you'd like to take yeah. as close to that number as possible. <laughs> but in Dark Souls, in Dark Souls, you want to minimize the resets just because the enemies will respawn every time you reset, and it all that does is add to the headache. So, like, they both have their reasons for trying to get you to maximize your route through it, but for Dark Souls... The reason is you just want to get good scrub. Mm -hmm. Well, and for yeah, with Dark Souls, um, it's an interesting thing, and I'll make this brief because I'm sure you have uh, stuff yeah, for Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight as well. Yeah, 
But in Dark Souls, um, the world of Dark Souls, you know, is is going through these cycles. Yeah. Um, and so that is paralleled in your character going through these cycles of repeating the areas and enemies over and over again, which is you repeating the areas. Yeah. And so everything in the whole world, and even in the person outside of it controlling a character, is in these cycles. Um, and uh, I guess the point um of the game at the end is you get to make a choice um to well if you you actually you don't necessarily get to make a choice but that's a whole nother thing if you do all the stuff you get to make Mm -hmm. a choice at the end of the game to either um you know continue the cycles or attempt to break and and keep in mind neither is necessarily a good Neither is necessarily good and neither is necessarily bad, though like, they're both kind of bad. <laughs> like, uh, if you choose to start the Age of Darkness, which is ending the cycle, we see in DLC that, like, the darkness has a corrupting effect on humanity. And, uh, well, like, the, uh, maybe Artorius, the, the Abysswalker the... stuff, like, we see, like, these shadows that are people of a dead village they are yeah yeah but like at the same time if you choose to like offer your soul as kindling to continue the age of fire uh, which continues the cycle you're just perpetuating a authoritative abusive well not even because they're all dead you're you're continuing an illusion yeah of something you know um, by rekindling the flame, you're essentially keeping um, the, this like shadow cast over everything. I guess you could say, um, because the the rulers, the gods, the, the monarchs, they're all gone. You know, they're dead. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's it's you know interesting in that way. And to tie it into Majora's Mask, um, you are doing this cycle as many times as necessary. Obviously. Um, but in Majora's Mask, there's there's not a choice. You you know you break the cycle by defeating Skull Kid and and Majora. It, they both use the gameplay mechanic of this kind of reset to tell the story. Yeah, which is something I think is really cool because a lot of games, the mechanics and the story are separate from each other. Yeah. Um, and in those games, they're not. I'm gonna shut up for a little bit. Now. All right. Yeah. Let's get into Hollow Knight a little bit. So, um. We mentioned that Hollow Knight is a Metroidvania, and we also mentioned that Dark Souls could even be a Metroidvania. But to a certain extent, I think Majora's Mask also has Metroidvania elements in so far that technically nothing is off limits. You just need to have the right items in order to get to the next area or like in order to overcome an obstacle. And that's yeah. the whole purpose of a Metroidvania is that you can go anywhere but you might just have a hard time and you need to go search somewhere else like you'll, in order to you, get... You can go just about anywhere so long as you have the item, yeah. Right. So, um, more so, I want to talk about Hollow Knight as... Like, it's it's an indie game. It was crowdsourced by uh, Team Cherry. Yeah. And yet it has such a, such a high score for, like, user reviews and yet such a mixed reception from like critics. So a lot of critics I think thought it was too hard and some people thought that it was hard but like not unfair in any reason. Um that's 
kind of how I feel about Dark Souls in a sense, but I don't think Majora's Mask was really hard in any way, shape, or form. No, Majora's Mask, uh, it's not really any harder. Right. Uh, I guess um, on scale, it's on the harder side, but even then, it's not, it's that, not that hard. Better. Yeah. Right. Those of Zelda games in general are like... Pretty... pretty uh, if, you, if, you, if you know what you're doing. You, yeah. But if you think about them all as like... Even the mobile ones, like the four swords and everything, none of them are particularly hard. So it's not a it's not a big scale. Yeah. One of the defining characteristics of Metroidvanias, as well as like you being able to go everywhere, is that once you encounter a boss, it kind of locks you into the room. Usually, it doesn't let you escape from the boss until you've already died trying to fight it, and it resets you somewhere else, or like you beat the boss. Um, is that at all how the boss fights in? Majora's Mask uh, work? Yes. Like, at the end of each dungeon, like, there are bosses fight. And, you know, you have whatever bosses are at you. It very much is structured like most, most Legend of Zelda games. You go in a dungeon, you find the key item, use that key item to solve the puzzles of that dungeon, and then face the boss using that key item. It's very classic. I guess let's get into a little bit more of why you brought Hollow Knight as a... A game mimicking, uh, or not mimicking, but like that reminded you of Majora's Mask. So, obviously, the game starts out with a big loss. Um, like right at the beginning of the story, Worm dies, um, but then later appears as the Pale King, kind of like a resurrection almost. Yeah. Um, I guess, does the Pale King have to almost cope with his own death in a way at, at any point in the game? Uh, and realize that he's kind of like, this is me as an outsider never actually playing the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so, does the Pale King ever like come back to Earth and be like, wow, I'm an asshole. I died and like couldn't deal with it. You know, like uh, uh, as you get more information about the Pale King, you kind of learn that like his subjects never really saw him. They just uh, kind of, they just, uh, he just kind of hung out in his castle all the time. So. And he was very rarely involved with uh, the ongoings of 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 this of this world. So, mm-hmm. but, and uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, part of part of the game is just uh, forcing him to understand that he let his people down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, by not taking the spread of the disease seriously, by uh, uh, by by placing importance on the trappings of civilization, you know, structures, mines, whatever, instead of, instead of, uh, people and yeah, just calling out authority on just letting things go terrible. It is, uh, worth mentioning that Hollow Knight is the only side scroller, I believe that we're talking about today. Accurate. Um, so a lot of Metroidvanias are, I'd, I'd, I'd say all of them are fucking yeah. I'd say most. All Metroidvanias are side scroll. <laughs> Editor's note: The Metroid Prime trilogy of games is a critically acclaimed example of Metroidvanias that are not side scrollers. Metroid is in the name. Also, Prey from 2017 was fucking dope. Well, we've ca- gone over the fact that like Dark shares Souls elements, but it's not a. <laughs> it, it uses the level design of a Metroidvania, but like, yeah. can we really call it oh. a Metroidvania if it's not like so, Metroid or Castlevania? I think that's something that's pretty 
Uh, you need well, it's kind of like Hollow the Knight. Netflix Castlevania in that everyone dies. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Avengers. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, we we the have Avengers stands, on the mind, if you couldn't guess. Another thing that stands out to me is the fact that Hollow Knight uses his weapon as also like a way to interact with the the uh like the levels and everything like does he use it for movement as well like as a way to like climb up walls and something or? uh yes uh there are like certain sections where like uh you use the sword because uh one mechanic is like you can jump and then uh swing the sword downward and if you hit an enemy you bounce off them so you can like navigate certain places by bouncing off enemies that way, but uh, most like a pogo sword. Yes, a pogo sword. Kind of like Link. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, most of the navigation is done by like finding new items that'll like uh, give you new abilities, like the mantis claws, which lets you uh, climb walls, or uh, or the dash, which lets you yeah. dash, uh, that kind of stuff. Well, I guess let's also tie the Metroidvania stuff back. Not even the level design in Dark Souls. I want to talk about one specific instance where let's do I thought that Dark Souls had a lot of Metroidvania inspiration. And that is, in the very first area, I believe, there is like um, there's a super powerful sword that is off the beaten track. The, the like, in order to get this sword... And no, it's like the it's like it's like a katana or something. Oh yeah, but I think the Zweihander is like right in the opening area. It's in like well, the maybe. skeleton graveyard. Yeah. Anyway, the one that I'm thinking of is a katana, and I was having such a big problem, fucking fighting my way through this area. My roommate walks up to me and says, "All right, go down this hallway, turn right, go through that door. There's a dude sitting on the ground, and like go talk to him." So I talked to him. He's like, I'll sell you the sword if you got 13,000 whatever. And I'm like, I don't fucking have 13,000 whatever. So, like, why'd you tell me to go talk to this dude? He's like, all right, now. Stab that dude in the face. Now stab that dude in the back, and he'll drop the sword. And I'm like, the fuck is this shit? Like, this game. (laughs) I think that's the Daikatana, Just rewards you from, for, yeah, it's the Daikatana. So this game just rewards you for killing random ass people who were not even trying to start shit. But at the same time, it made it so easy. Like, I picked up that sword, and I made it through the next, like, Two areas so, with no yeah, problems. So here's the thing, right? Is you can just kill that guy and take the the Daikatana, right? But then you lose the only merchant for a huge chunk of the game. Like, there are more merchants later, but he's the only one for a while. I didn't even know he existed in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying you need him or anything, but I'm saying you, yeah. you're giving something up to get it. Hey, we're talking about loss and grief. I'm yeah. giving up something. Yeah, it's perfect. But in order to cope with that loss, I'm just picking up the sword. And the main and I'm thing, my way through the rest yeah, of the, the level. main thing that you're giving up is that you don't get to go talk to that guy and have him say creepy shit to you. <laughs> you know, I think I'm okay with that loss. I don't know how we're doing on time. Eh, it's been like twenty-ish minutes. Yeah. How much time am I supposed to have? I mean, twenty-five minutes. All right. Well, I guess do you guys have anything that you want to bring up in a discussion? I don't have to necessarily ask all the questions here. Yeah, uh, I think it's interesting that like all three of these games uh, use exploration as a as the central way of like conveying what they want to convey. Very, uh, very astute. Like by ha- by uh, having a by having the player just uh, slowly piece together the story 
and like have it drip fed to them instead of just having it all told to them at once yeah in a, in the traditional way hmm. yeah uh it makes the games more i guess intimate in the sense that like you learn as you as you expand into new areas you learn more and that uh and i guess your incentive is kind of just uh don't know how to word this uh you're you're incentivized uh to push on forward and the two things the exploration and the story work hand in hand and work symbiotically yeah it's like um i mean it goes back to i think a little bit of what i was talking about before um but i I think you um kind of brought it around in a really interesting way that i hadn't where it's that the story is tied into the gameplay rather than them just kind of being next to each other yeah um and I, i think that you know i mean that's a super good i haven't played hollow knight so i'm taking your word for it but i think that that is a really um i think it's it's a really i can't think of the word it's a great feat that these games ha- have accomplished um and it's something that i you know i wish was in a lot more games because because games have this avenue for storytelling that other media doesn't and that's the interactive nature of games because like even if you're going through them linearly linearly mm-hmm. like uh the interactivity creates a sort of uh, intimacy between player and uh, medium. So yeah, yeah, and you don't have to do it in such a like kind of cryptic and you know stuff like that way that like Dark Souls does. I-, I think that's a really good example to point to, but but it doesn't have to be that way. But tying the story into the gameplay, I think is is really important, and, and not every game should do it or can, but I think a lot. It'd be nice if a lot more games tried to. These aren't the only examples of it. Um, these are some pretty good ones. Um, and that's what I like about Majora's Mask. Work. Do, 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 do. All right. We- what I like about you. You watched Avengers Endgame. You really hold me tight. <laughs> when they All went right, back in time, good. heisted stones. And then Tony Tony Snap killed himself. Saved the world. What I like about you. I'm so you. fucking sad. <laughs> All right. Um. Thank you all for such a lovely, rousing discussion session. Um, I'm actually most likely going to play Hollow Knight now. Probably won't play the Dark Souls games just because I don't have that kind of That's time. Okay. But No, I really recommend Hollow Knight. It's uh, yeah. it's easy to get into because of simpler gameplay and uh, yeah. really engrossed. And it's probably not that hard to run on my laptop, which is nice. Yeah. All right. So if you want to have your own question or comment read on this show, we make posts on Facebook. We don't fucking do this shit anymore. Why am I saying this? Yeah, we don't. All right. If you want to have your question or comment read on the show, fucking just send it to me and I'll make sure we talk about it because we don't make posts anymore. You can find me on Twitter. We usually do this at the end, but I'm going to tell you right now. You can find me on Twitter at Pure Riffery. You can find me (laughs) uh, on Instagram at Patty Guys Official. You can just like... I don't know why I'm laughing. What about what about the ratings? I know. I'm just I'm oh, gonna get back. Okay. Uh, you can email us at commongeekingprogram at gmail dot com, and we'll get your question on there somehow because we haven't been making these posts. Fucking Colin. But we should be. Uh... We should be. If this rant gets picked up by one of our uh, esteemed creators and managers of the podcast, then you'll be able to see those posts every other Friday when CGP is off the air. 
Likes, shares, and comments all would enter you into a raffle, giving you a chance to pick your own topic for a future episode. Am I supposed to do the the roll for the next one now, or is that at the end? That's at the end. We have. Okay. And here's the other um, thing. Well, it's is you, you know you, if you want to tweet at us about the podcast, do that. I am very active on Twitter. I will get into so many discussions. It's it'll be fantastic. Anyway. of the ratings section now uh, I'm going to begin by having both of you rate the topic of grief and loss in Majora's Mask on a scale of 1 to 5 uh, the easy one would be masks ghosts that don't know their dad yeah 1 to 5 ghosts that don't know their dad <laughs> uh, alright Pat bloody... I'm going to I'm going to give Majora's Mask uh, a rating here and I think what I'm going to rate it is 4 ghosts that don't know their dead out of 5 and to briefly explain my rating much higher to you. briefly explain my rating uh, great game enjoyed playing it as a kid did not beat it went back later as a older kid I was not an adult did beat it um, nice. and then as an adult played it on 3DS didn't beat it because I kind of got busy uh, so I'm one for three on Majora's Mask, um, but it's a great game. Really enjoy it. Um, you know, it's a little dated at this point. That's not to be held against it. Old stuff is good. But no, the reason I didn't give it a five is just, it's not perfect, but it's very, very good. Um, we also, something we didn't get into is that it uses almost entirely assets from Ocarina of Time, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah. It's like the well, they had like a year. It's turnaround, like the Fallout so. New Vegas of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, I've had so many good comparisons here, but that's the end of my rating. Let's uh, go on to Chowder. How would you rate this bad boy? I would rate Majora's Mask five ghosts that don't know they're dead out of five. Woo-wee! Yeah, no, uh, this gets one of my coveted five stars. Like uh, Majora's Mask when it first came out wasn't really appreciated for what it was because it was very different from what people were expecting and there wasn't anything quite like it but I'm glad that it uh got the recognition as the years went on and uh yeah no Majora's Mask when it first came out was this very new experience and it managed to tell its story very well and the tension created by the three-day timer was did what it was supposed to do it made you freak out and panic <laughs> uh it uh was effective at creating its tension and it is easily one of the most unique zelda experiences uh out there it's it's one of the more out there ones like uh link's awakening with this very surreal feeling to it and uh yeah, no, it's one of my favorite uh, Legend of Zelda games, so I gotta give it five. Yeah, yeah, I like it better than nice. Link's Awakening because that's just a game about him taking a nap, right? <laughs> well, no, it's about but um, but um, a, a whale taking a nap. Be be really ready. A giant like whale taking a nap and having like an island. Are they the space whales from Star Trek? In that one, I think it was Star Trek Five, the opening. No. <laughs> it's All a right. wind. Well, next 
I will be awarding the Gold Star student, uh, giving a reward to the person who I think best. I hate this. I hate this part because all it says is best criteria in the episode. Here's the thing, man. Stupid. One of us made us waste 20 minutes, and one of us didn't. So that is true. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with the person who I think had the best efficiency in this episode, <laughs> and that is Chowder. But also, well, what what do I win though? Like, yeah, I gotta tell you what you win. Yeah, Chowder, you win the golden. A golden moon. Oh! Yeah! With a creepy ass face on it. Wait, fuck! And no! Not only it's getting bigger! For, <laughs> not only. That's what she said. Not Ew. only do you win that for being more efficient than Edward, you win that for bringing attention to the fact that this game is the Groundhog's Day of video games. <laughs> nice. And now all I can imagine is Bill Murray as the mask salesman in the movie adaptation of Holy Legend of Zelda, shit. Majora's Mask. Disney make it happen. That sounds amazing. And they said there was no such thing as perfect casting. Boom. All right. Well, you can go on a, a victory speech if you would like now, Chowder. Okay. <clears throat> yeah! Suck it, Eddie. Suck <laughs> it. <laughs> and then go on a time <laughs> loop so that you will continue to suck it for the rest of your life. I'm going to break the cycle and bring in the Age of Darkness. Thank you very much. <laughs> can't have this continue editor's note we host a raffle to randomly select a listener of our podcast so they may choose the topic of a future episode patrick recorded this drawing after the rest of the episode had already been recorded here i am this is just gonna be me because i totally forgot to fucking record the listener pick roll so uh here we go as of 10 days ago the People who are eligible to win are Jasmine Baker, William Rutkowski, Michaela McLean, Mike Ketchin, Tony Lyons, Jerry Morales, Jade Chen, Yang Yang, and Diana Zychenko. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We're going to have a D10. Okay. I got 10 options. I got to get a D10. Bam. So I had to re-roll because I got a 10 and there are only nine people. But on my second roll, I got a four, which means one, two, three, four. Mike Ketchin, you are the lucky winner. So yeah, contact uh, contact Colin, I guess, and tell him what you want us to talk about. All right, cool. Thanks. Bye. That about uh, wraps it up. Thank you for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. We cherish you. You're beautiful. I hey, love Pat. you. Uh, this has been what? Is this a, is this podcast a Christmas present? Because you're wrapping it up real nice. <laughs> this has been the Common Geeking Program. I have been your host, Patrick Brem. You can find me at Pure Riffery. Fucking sound it out, bud. On Twitter. Uh, and then Patty Ice Official on Instagram. Again, I have been joined by... Hey, I have been your Edward Ryan, Edward Ryan. And you can find me on Twitter at Fake Eddie Ryan. Um, I, I just retweet a lot of, you know, goofs and memes and stuff. I don't do a lot of my own tweeting. Um, so, you know, hit me up, dog. You know, you should start, Eddie. You should start. Well, here's the thing, right? I'm not...
how do I phrase this to not sound like a hypocrite because I'm on a podcast right now? Uh, <laughs> I'm not one for just throwing things into the void unless I guess it's an audio format. Um, <laughs> unless I think it's really funny. So if I do tweet, it's because I think it's very funny. Now, other people might not. Uh you tweeted Paddington 2 is the best picture of 2018. Oh, I don't I don't think that that's funny. I think that is an accurate tweet. I mean, that is a pretty accurate Paddington tweet. Paddington 2 was the best film of 2018, hands down. I got to I got to go There is not Paddington 1 because I haven't Yeah, seen you got to see Paddington 1 I think first. Paddington I think Paddington 1's on Netflix, so Dude, yeah. Paddington 1 is also a great movie, but Paddington 2 was the best picture of 2018. You also said dear DC Deacon, loving Fallout 76 so far, but why was the canvas bag in my Power Armor edition not made of canvas? Thanks. Yeah. Additionally, Fallout 76 was trash. I don't know why you were enjoying it. Oh, dude, I had a really good time with it. Well, uh, anyways, uh, I have been Timel Childry, or Chatter, (laughs) whichever you prefer. You can find me on Twitter, at Timel Childry. You can see how that's spelled in the description. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. You're retweeting stuff about Tesla as well. That's interesting. All right. Um, Dude, Elon Musk has a very yeah. funny Twitter account. He is a very 20, funny Twitter, but Tesla is a terrible company. Wait, I, I don't, I don't retweet right stuff about Tesla. No, I was talking about A. Oh, okay. Because um, he was like, I only tweet when it's funny. No, no, no. Oh, my oh. own tweets, not retweets. I retweet whatever. The lie detector determined that was a lie, Edward. Lie detectors aren't real, Pat. You're not real. You're not my dad. All right, uh, the next episode will be hosted by one of you two. I got to figure out which one, though. Oakley dokely. Chowder. Oh, right, it's me. It is. Uh... The next episode will be episode 108, and uh, that episode will be about the indie game One Shot. So uh, be sure to uh, read up on that, or play up on it. Noise. Okay, um, that episode will air on the 24th of May. So you have that much time. Okay. Alrighty, let's get back to the script. And be sure to tune in two weeks from now, Friday... I just did that. Doesn't matter. Anyway, thanks for listening, subscribing, sharing, everything. We love you. I already said that, but we still fucking love you. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Ciao. Adios. Also, the script still says we'll talk to you next week. We're not going to fucking talk to you next week because we're on a two-week cycle now. Yeah. You big, dumb idiot. Yeah, Colin. This episode of the Common Geeking Program was hosted by Patrick Brem, joined by Eddie Ryan and Timul Chowdhury. This episode is sponsored by Patrick actually sticking to the appropriate times when recording the podcast. It makes the editing process much easier, and I love you for it, even though you hate the script that I wrote. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Leppett, with this episode edited by me, featuring original music also by me, Colin Ketchin. We will have a new episode in two weeks and a post next week where you can leave comments or questions for our show and be entered in a raffle to select your own topic. We hope to see you there and thank you for listening to this.
uh, sync up. <laughs> let's clap at 32.25. Uh, if we really want to sync up, we're going to have to live in the same place for like a week or two. I think it's more than a week or two. I think you got to go for a couple cycles. I don't really know. I didn't know we were clapping at 25. I was too busy making a period <laughs> <Okay>. joke. God. <laughs> 32.40. <laughs> Five seconds. <laughs> fucking idiot. Did you clap any? <laughs> yeah, I clapped really good. Okay. It was like the best clap you ever heard. Let's oh, begin. Shit.